Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everything is good for you and yours. Coming back at you with another TFA throwdown. In today's throwdown, me and Kev are going to be arguing back and forth on Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones. According to 444's ADP, they're going at RB10 and RB11, respectively. With Aaron Jones taking the edge, going at 206 and ADP to Josh Jacobs, 207. I'm going to jump off here. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm taking the floor first, taking what I want. I am the captain now. So for me, I'm going Josh Jacobs. And it's just for between these two, it's because I have far fewer questions with Jacobs and his volume and his touches over Aaron Jones. Uh, I really don't see outside the passing game, potentially with Jalen Rashard, anyone really taking any volume from Jacobs. Uh, there's a there's a more of a committee approach, it seems, with Green Bay. But for for Jacobs, uh, last year as a rookie, I think in nine of his 13 games he played, he had uh, 100 scrimmage yards uh, in nine out of the 13. He had the 12th most rush attempts for a rookie in the past 10 years and had the fourth most yards per rushing yards per game in that same time period. He was first in PFF's elusive rating among running backs with at least 100 carries. He was third in rushes of 15-plus yards. He was 10th in yards created per touch. Uh, the, the Raiders offensive line last year as well was sixth in adjusted line yards per football outsiders, and they were returning all five of their starters. We know what they did in the draft with bringing in Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs, which should help alleviate some of those concerns with having a, having a stacked box. And then if you look at all of the news and the, the drumbeat that has been coming out all offseason – you you had Gruden come out and basically say that he was you know he was pissed off and annoyed that Josh Jacobs didn't get uh, more votes for for rook, offensive rookie of the year and basically just saying that he's gonna make those voters regret not putting not putting Jacobs higher on that list and he's just gonna give him even more touches even more carries uh, the the one thing that you can point to as a negative or I guess is kind of a kind of an unknown with Josh Jacobs profile is the fact that he only had 27 targets last year. And considering that was one of Jacobs' strengths coming into the NFL and how he was used as a receiver at Alabama, 
there's that one play that I can never get out of my mind where he's running down the middle of the field and he makes an adjustment that is literally looks like he's a wide receiver making the adjustment and catching the ball over his shoulder and turning his head, uh, finding the ball and made a made a catch. And I believe he scored a touchdown on that play as well. So it 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 is a little a little troublesome that he did not get more targets, but Josh Jacobs has come out and I mean take this for what it's worth. But he said his goal this year is 60 catches. Like I said, Gruden has come out and said they want to get him far more involved in the passing game. Uh, I, I think that's definitely within within reach for him. I mean, maybe with with, with the added targets, there's going to be a there's going to be a, a cap to his ceiling just to how many he can get. But I don't think 50. I think he could easily double the amount of targets he had last year. And as long as basically as long as you're in that. 30-ish to 35 catches for a running back, that's going to put you in a in an RB1 conversation uh, easily that way. And if you look ahead to the strength of schedule kind of stuff from short football stats, the Raiders do have the seventh easiest schedule when looking at opponents' rushing defense efficiency. So for me, I just think it's wheels up for Josh Jacobs, and I don't see him finishing outside of the top top seven, top eight in, in running back rankings for, for fantasy football purposes. So that is why I am on Josh Jacobs. Kev, give me your Aaron Jones take, sir. Well, first of all, i got to start by saying that uh, I definitely love Josh Jacobs for this year. Uh, this isn't uh, a negative Josh Jacobs take. He's one of my dudes the, that I can, if I can get in that second round, <clears throat> you know, uh, if – guys like Miles Sanders and Joe Mixon and probably Kenyon Drake are off the board and Aaron Jones, then I would definitely be looking uh, at Josh Jacobs as the next running back that I want to take because I think he's being a little bit undervalued. And I, I actually did a video on this very subject uh, about three weeks ago uh, about how much I love Josh Jacobs. But uh, let's get to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is kind of like the Tyreek Hill, the running back position, because he's been so efficient his entire career. Like he's the most efficient running back in the league. He's not somebody that needs 20 plus touches a game to be able to kind of hit his ceiling. He can do it off, off much less volume. I mean, last year he, he was the um, number two overall running back last year. And, but he did it off of it. He played only 62% of the snaps, 62% of the opportunity share. He only had 236 carries, averaged about 15 per game. Uh, he averaged 4.3 targets per game, which was 11th, but he did have 44 red zone touches, which was also 11th. Uh, he finished with uh, almost 1,100 rushing yards, five, almost 500 receiving yards, 49 receptions. The, the 19 touchdowns is kind of the thing that everyone's talked about. Uh, he averaged 19.7 fantasy points per game, which was third. He averaged 5.5 yards per touch. Again, what we talk about and how um, efficient he is. 86 evaded tackles. He had a 30.2% juke rate, which I believe was third. 501 yards created, 1.76 yards created per touch, which was 12th. And then he was tw uh, had 12 goal line carries, which was third. So I, I understand a lot of the stuff when people say, well, he's, he's going to regress, he's going to regress, he's not going to score 19 touchdowns this year. And I would agree. He doesn't have to score 19 touchdowns for him to still meet value. If you were to take away, let's say, like eight touchdowns from him uh, from last year, he still would have finished his RB7 in PPR formats. So... I definitely think he's gonna uh, he's going to lose goal line work. He's not going to be the same goal line guy getting twelve goal line touches now that they brought in AJ Dillon in the second round. I think that he. I think they're going to use A.J. Dillon a little bit more on the ground, but I don't think that really affects Aaron Jones all that much. Like He's still going to get work out of the passing game. <clears throat> he's still one of the better pass-catching running backs in all of football. And like I said, just how efficient he's been. So I have no problem with Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones 
like he kind of feels like most people are down on him where heading into last year everybody was super high on him and now this year he's just kind of there and nobody's really touting him nobody's really excited about him i do understand the fact that aj dillon is there and you know you just kind of don't know how all this is going to play out and then you have matt lafleur who, who continues to hype him up all so far through training our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too that's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Camp and over the offseason about AJ Dillon, which I understand. AJ Dillon was Matt LaFleur's draft pick, right? Like Matt LaFleur did not draft Aaron Jones, so I understand some of that. Let's be honest, the Packers had probably the nut worst draft classes you possibly could have had for a team with a what 36, 37 year old Aaron, Aaron Rodgers who you know has, I don't know, maybe four or five years left in him. We'll see. I know a lot of people think that he's kind of met, uh, you know, hit the end and he's not the same Aaron Rodgers anymore. But when you all you have is fucking Devontae Adams and that's literally all they surround you with, like, what do you expect this guy to do with that, right? So. Like so some of that I could see, but so for me, when I see Aaron Jones, I know Aaron Jones is uber efficient, and I know he is somebody that does not need to sit here and get 300 touches this year. He doesn't need that. He's much more like Alvin Kamara, where he is uber uber efficient. He's like I said, he's been one of the most efficient running backs in all of football. Um, and, and not to be honest, I mean, if you look since 2017, he's the highest graded runner in the red zone since 2017. You know that that's ahead of Alvin Kamara and Marlon Mack and Derrick Henry over that time span. So I think there's a lot to like about Aaron Jones. I don't think, I think we have overstated, you know, his regression that's coming for him this year. And I think people act like he's just going to die. I still think he's going to be the, the lead back of this offense. I still think that he is going to see a ton of, a lot of targets in his back. I think he can see more targets than what he saw last year. Um, I think he has a range of where he hit, could hit 70 to 80 targets and, and be the pass catching back because let's face it, they don't have anybody else. They have Devontae Adams and that's it. That's the list, you know, because I mean, I know they have Alan Lazard and they have, you know, a couple other guys, but like nobody that anybody's excited about. They have no tight end. So I think there's still going to be a lot of touches there for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is going to be utilized heavily as a pass catcher. And that for me is why I have a slight edge over Josh Jacobs. I do think Josh Jacobs is going to receive, excuse me, is going to receive more volume as a pass catcher. I do believe that. That's the one thing I talked about in my previous video. And I do think that that Josh Jacobs does have top five upside in in his range of outcomes. I do believe that. I think both these guys are two guys that I really like and two guys that I would, again, that I would really be thrilled with. We've kind of talked about this tier, this range of running backs that I think that all of us are really excited about. And that is the Joe Mixons. That's the Miles Sanders. That's Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, and Aaron Jones for me. Like Those guys are all running backs that I'm really excited about. So if like if I'm in the back half of drafts and I'm in that 10th, 11th, 12th pick, like 
I'm in most years, I probably would take a wide receiver there, but like right now, like I feel like I can take both of these running backs. Like I would much rather have these, this range of picks than probably like a second or a third or a fourth round pick because, or not fourth, but you know, fourth overall pick because you know, you have to wait so long like this, like you can stack up your two running backs and then boom, I'm good with running back for quite some time and I can just start hammering the wide receiver position. So I I like this range, but if if I gun to my head, I can only have one of these guys. I would prefer Aaron Jones because I know his pass catching volume is going to be there in a PPR format. Now we're talking standard is probably a different conversation, but while I think Josh Jacobs can certainly is probably going to outtouch him, and I don't think that's really a debate to be had, but I think that Aaron Jones is a higher pass catching volume, and like I said, his efficiency is what drives him. And it, this, like again, this feels very similar to a Tyree Kill conversation that a lot of people had about him after his first two years in the league, where people kept saying he's going to regress, he's going to regress, negative, you know, negative regression is coming his way. He can't keep doing this. He can't keep being efficient. I'm sorry. Some guys just are this efficient. Like this is just who they are and we have to accept that. Like Aaron Jones has been this efficient his entire career. Like you could maybe make comparisons to Jamal Charles here because that's what Jamal Charles was. Jamal Charles was ultra efficient. Never needed a ton of touches to be successful and that's what Aaron Jones is. So um, for me, like I said, that's kind of where I come down on him. I, I just have Aaron Jones just a little bit higher, and I feel a little bit more confident in him. And I think people are sleeping on Aaron Jones a little bit, like fantasy analysts in the, in the space that are so afraid of touching him. And I just think that's a little ridiculous. Yes, he's gonna he's gonna regress, but like I said, even if he regresses to ten, nine, ten touchdowns. I think that's certainly in the range of his possibility. And that's still, like I said, would have put him at RB7 last year. Even, you know, if you go back and look at his 2018, he had 50% of the snaps. He only had 103, 133 carries, um, 35 targets in, in, in 2018. He still had nine touchdowns, but he only had three goal line carries. So again, I'm not really worried about this. Uh, I don't think people should. He had 5.1 true yards per carry, you know, in 2018. So overall, like I said, he's super efficient. That that's why I, I think that people are just a little bit lower on him than they should. It'll be certainly certainly interesting to see how because Lafour has seemed like a, a coach who's been hell bent on a committee approach. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how he divvies these touches up, and I think that'll kind of that is going to be the deciding factor on how high Aaron Jones finishes because it's. The the talent is absolutely there. He should be the lead back. He should be the guy who's in, in charge of everything. But like you said, the, those touchdowns were going to come down regardless. Like there was no way he was going to be scoring 18, 19 touchdowns again. But now what happens if they put A.J. Dillon in as the, as the goal line back? And last year, I think Jamal Williams had 45 targets of his own. So it's, it's going to be super interesting to see how he how LaFleur uses all three of these running backs I said Josh Jacobs just gets the edge for me because I don't have any of those questions with him. But let us know in the comments who you are going to be drafting. Make sure you like, subscribe, do all that stuff for us. We really appreciate it. And we will be hitting you guys with more throwdowns and more more of this goodness, more of this content fire coming soon. Talk to you guys. We hope you enjoy your stay. It's good to have you with us, even if it's just for the day. We hope you enjoy your stay. Outside the sun is shining, seems like heaven ain't far away. It's good to have you with us.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.